Hi everyone, I'm your host Michelle. Welcome to the Mystic Mindcast on Anchor, Spotify, and others. Today's topic, I want to talk about a movie I just watched called Judas and a Black Messiah and some parallels in our current society. Stay tuned. Most people, such as myself, has probably never ever heard of Fred Hampton. I know, because I just learned about him just this morning or yesterday evening. So I watched the movie called Judas and a Black Messiah, which is about an actual event in American history. That perhaps many people should probably be aware of. When I say where, I mean, why isn't it that we don't know about this? If you're unfamiliar with the story, Fred Hampton was the chairman of the Black Panther Party in Chicago. The movie actually centers around him and one other character, or person being the Judas of the story, William O'Neill. And I suppose you could be like, well, if you watch the movie, and it's not really a spoiler, but William O'Neill gets caught up with the feds. He gets caught up with the feds, I mean the FBI, and it's actually a really petty crime. Well, the movie itself opens out on him trying to steal a car. And um, next thing we know, he's in this this uh, interrogation place, interrogation room. It looks beat up. So I'm assuming that due process or whatever happened, the cops beat him up or something, and then he ends up in this, this chair in this room. And next thing you know, he's talking to this FBI agent. Anyway, as the story goes, he becomes the Judas that basically rats on the chairman of the Black Party, Black Panther Party in Chicago, Fred Hampton. And this was years after the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King, Vietnam, I believe it was like 1969, around that time, if I remember correctly. 
correct me if I'm wrong. Anyways, throughout the movie, I couldn't help but think that what was taking place in the movie and that time, during that time, because it's more than a movie, obviously. The movie just tells a perspective of what happened, what actually happened during that time. And in that story, in the retelling of what happened, there were a lot of there was a lot of civil unrest. There was the Black Panthers. There was other organizations, black organizations on the rise. Not just black organizations, but there were, of course, the Patriots. You know, there were the Confederates, basically. And all within the movie, which was surprising because, and I don't know in actual history this happened, I'm sure it did the Black Panther movement the party went around to basically get members no matter what color and I don't know if this was all the chapters but apparently in a Chicago chapter they were going around Chicago the Chicago area to get as many people on board within the party as much as possible but there was a lot of division. There was a lot of civil unrest. I couldn't help think that, wow, there's a lot of parallels within what was going on then and what's going on now. And we're not even talking about COVID. We're talking about 2020. COVID was just icing on the cake. What happened in 2020? So, a lot happened. If you've been living under a rock for the past year, you know there is a there's a hearing, a trial actually. I don't really get what the trial is, but you know, we do trials to convict the innocent and the guilty. We know the guy is guilty. We know the police officer killed someone we know this but yet the trial goes on and that's fair the trial is fair what happened was not fair and what happened before and after that and many of this how the social unrest starts the protests in the movie, they even refer to it, not rioters, you know, the rebels, the rebels against some social construct set up by people that think they're above everything and, and everyone. And I had to think. I was thinking to myself. You know, currently, present day, 
you know, apparently in present day, same thing. There are people. Well, socialism is kind of like that bad word. It's like a, it's like a swear word in politics. And I gotta wonder, just to give you an idea where I'm going. The FBI considered progressives like Dr. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Fred Hampton to be considered extremely dangerous. They considered them extremely dangerous. And for some reason, they, well, excuse me, I am walking. And I don't, I don't walk very often, so I feel kind of, I'm a little bit out of breath. Well, not out of breath, but I'm trying to do two things at once. I know it's weird. Anyways. <clears throat> the FBI considered these people extremely dangerous because they lean, well, one, they were progressives. Two, they were more mostly socialist. And I have, I've been thinking about this, and it, it, it occurred to me that why is it that and not to say, because I don't, Dr. Martin Luther King never said he was affiliated with, in, in politics he said he wasn't really affiliated with Democrats or Republicans, right? And I don't believe he ever said he was affiliated with communists, as far as I know, or socialists. However, they kind of lumped them all together, and regardless, doesn't really matter what or why and how they decided to lump him together with other people associated with socialists. The fact of the matter is, why? Well, from what I gather, the Black Panther Party was definitely a socialist organization. Fast forward to today. The it is said, and I don't know this uh, as a matter of fact, that the Black Lives Matter movement. I don't know much about Antifa, so I'm not going to really talk about them. But as far as BLM, as in the organization itself, not the phrase, not the not the statement, but the organization itself leans socialist and I was wondering why is that why is it that they were so against capitalism not as something that was like something good Obviously, they seen capitalist capitalism as something that wasn't good and something that had to be fought against. 
And I've been thinking this past year more than ever. I don't know if I've ever made a podcast where I really just, I really pondered and thought, like, why? Why is it that socialism versus capitalism keeps coming up? And I have a more... I have more clarity on why it is. And 2020 is a prime example of why capitalism can exploit versus on the other side. And not to say that, well, first of all, I lean I'm more of a capitalist. But, but, I've been thinking long and hard about the movements, the movements, you know, what most socialists stand for versus capitalists. And don't get me wrong, I think, and I believe both systems have the pros and cons, but as we've seen and conspiracy theories aside, as we have all seen, the country as a whole come to a screeching halt on some of the most basic but essential things that could have really came in handy when things were at the darkest and we're still not out of the woods yet. And I gotta wonder, it's not a wonder really. The matter of fact is that corporations do some way, shape or form run this country. And that monster reared its ugly head. Trump being president didn't help because he's one of them. People thought, and they may disagree with me, that's fine. My freedom of speech versus theirs. Where was I? There's a lot of background noise and just past a group of people talking. Anyways, I was talking about exploitation of capitalism at its finest. I know, because I've been there. I'm sure a lot of people have and been wondering why is it why is it that things are this way? Why is it that the healthcare system, which there's a lot of first world countries that did way better, we did the worst. Why is that? Healthcare, food, drugs, everything. Just, I was talking to a friend today actually about it. And, and look, we talk about a lot of things. We talk, well, how could this have happened? And that's a good question. How could it have happened? My analogy was basically, 
the operator, the, the creator of the infrastructure, everything, um, will just stick to a computer or the software, build a software. And the creator knows all the flaws, everything. And then, what if the creator was like, you know, to uh, some third party, like, hey, you know, I'm going to give you this map of flaws or whatever. It doesn't matter. And you can develop, say, some sort of um, virus for it. And then, to another party, he says, yeah, you know, company A is going to release a virus. This is all a secret, of course. Company B is like, okay, we'll develop a vaccine. Now, I'm not talking about COVID, but we'll come back to that in another podcast, I'm sure. For now, let's focus on the analogy of I'm using the back door, I'm using our country. Our country, the United States, I, I, I believe the government is competent enough to do a lot of things. And I also believe they, that also the opposite. <laughs> There's a lot of things that have taken place, not just in the last four years, not just in the last 12 years, not just in the last 16 years, and it goes beyond 20 years. What if, and I'm sure there is, this is where the conspiracy theory comes into play. Keep this in mind when you ask the question next time, why did it all go to hell? There's a lot of parties, don't know who they are. It doesn't really matter who they are, but you should probably keep that in mind. A lot of people that play a role, they have a role to play, they're giving away the flaws that we have. And for people to exploit, 100%. Think about it. Now let me get off the conspiracy theory soapbox for a little bit. Back to my job. I worked at a car rental place for probably eh, six years. We'll just say six years. And when COVID hit, and I will definitely talk about my story and in a separate podcast, I will. I'm going to talk about how my job and many others exploit people. And then you're going to wonder if you are being exploited or not, you'll know. I actually was 
gonna talk about this in an i um I keep wanting to say iPod. No, not iPod, podcast. Even though they probably coined the term podcast because it was an iPod, right? Though it's odd because people never did podcast from an iPod, right? There was no mic capabilities on iPods as far as I know. So where did the term actually come from? Ooh, mystery. I worked two jobs for more than five years. The car rental place was six plus years. Doesn't matter where. What matters is how much they paid me. And how much they paid me for what job that I had to do daily. You're going to think I'm upset? Yeah, there were times when I was upset. I just want to set the record straight, really. I honestly do. And I got paid. It doesn't really matter what. But I will say that it was over minimum wage. And at the time of doing this podcast, minimum wage minimum wage in Hawaii is about $9 and some change. It's almost $10. They signed the bill into law some years ago that would increase the minimum wage to $10 over time. Which actually should have been more immediate, but I suppose they did it so companies could prepare themselves. So, back to getting paid. Now, I was getting paid a decent wage, I'd say. Um, when I first joined the company, it was a dollar less than I was making then when I returned. When I returned, I was like, oh, instant promotion. Or not promotion, it actually wasn't a promotion. Um, it was increased because they were competing with the rising minimum wage. That was about $10. Think about that for a second. $10 minimum wage. When I was doing security, Minimum wage was still about $7.25, which is the federal wage, right? Nothing changed. Years later, not too long after that, the security job starts paying $10 an hour. Now there were, well, actually, no, 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 no. Let me go back. The job, the security job paid me $10 an hour, and there was a position I actually paid more than that, $12 an hour. Security's already hit of the curve. When the minimum wage of the state went up to $10 an hour, over time, the wage for security jumped up exponentially, $15 an hour. 
which means I could do the same job that I did before for five more dollars an hour. And I'm not sure if it was all the companies or some, but I know for a fact two of the companies I was looking at going to at the time, they were paying about 10 plus dollars at the time. Actually, they were one of the higher paid um, security firms in the state. Fun, right? When I heard about this, I was like, I can do that job, the same job I had done before. And not to say it did nothing, because security is always about more so being a presence than anything else. But yes, when if the time presents itself, you should know exactly what you're supposed to do. Whether you gotta call somebody or react to something, that was a job. Most of the job was being a presence. And some of it was actually reacting and doing something. Or some kind of pre preemptive, whatever it was. But that was security. It was simple. So simple. And you'd make quite a bit of money doing that. And it wasn't extremely difficult at all. Working at a car rental place, significantly more difficult or challenging. But, you know, when I first got the job, I was like, I was very, very grateful. I, for the first time, had something that was basically going down the path of my degree. International business, right? No problems there. Um, I could learn. Learn the tools of the trade, learn the operations, management, leadership part of my job. Something we did daily. And for a while, it was good. Good pay or not, it was actually good. It was, it was really good pay. It was better than $10 an hour, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I believe I was getting paid $13 to $14 an hour at the time. This will give you an idea what I was getting paid. It doesn't really matter, like I said. I wasn't getting paid $20, let's put it that way. <clears throat> but I will say that the competition was paying $21 an hour, which gives you more of a better idea of what I was getting paid. It doesn't really matter. What matters is the job that I was doing was basically the job of a branch manager. The operations, the management, the daily upkeep of a business for $15 an hour. Oh, I just said it. <laughs> I said it. Doesn't matter though. $15 an hour. A lot of people will be like, well, that's, that's good money. Yeah. If you live in, I guess, Indiana or somewhere that has a low cost of living, maybe. Hawaii is a bit different. It's more pricier. 
can you get by with a $15 an hour job? Yes, because I've done it, but probably it's increasingly getting harder and harder to do so with just one job. And I also did something on the side, as well as drove for Lyft slash Uber when the time presented itself. So it's common for people to have two or three jobs in Hawaii. If they're getting paid less than that, less than what I was getting paid, I pulled it off by being very frugal. I don't have a family to support. I, you know, I was not married, no kids. I don't have any pets. Very frugal with my living. Well, yes, I was able to pull it off. But if I could just, you know, if I got paid a little bit more and be able to live a little bit more comfortably, why only enough? Why they? Why did they pay only fifteen dollars an hour, just to get by? Oh, when it gets better, it gets a lot better. Just when you thought that you know maybe fifteen dollars wasn't enough, I get promoted finally. I have another story for that later. But I digress. I get promoted. They pay me 25 cents more an hour. I'm thinking to myself, well, what, what is 25 cents? I thought I was getting more than this, at least a dollar. And my branch manager supervisor at the time was like, no, they're, they're only paying 25 cents more an hour. I'm like, well, that's very disappointing. And it was extremely disappointing for me. I was expecting a dollar at least. But 25 cents more an hour to do the same thing that I've been doing. I know the job in inside and out. I mean, I'd be the best salesman, but definitely I am doing it. Because yes, it's a sales job. However, commission is something that came very few and far between. And I feel that a, I feel like a lot of people didn't need a lot of the services, surf, services that we offered. Yes, I asked everyone, everyone, everyone. Most people were like, "No, I got any car insurance." It's like whatever, okay. I'm not gonna argue that. I'm not trying to push products on people that they don't need. Though they might need it. And yes, our duty and job was to inform clients that it might be better to get said service versus not taking said service if they really needed it. But I'm not one to force people. I'm not one to cram something down people's throats they don't need. I don't think that's right. But I did a job. I even trained a few people. In fact, I, I probably trained a handful of people in my time at this company. And what do I have to show for it? 
25 cents an hour more. <laughs> you see the dilemma there? You see where, you see why I would think that I would exploit it? And yes, I tried actually going to the competition. They didn't hire me, but it's okay. That's, you know, I actually I came up with this idea in my last podcast. It's in the making. I had some technical difficulties, so I'm still working on that. But I suggested to this company and many others like it that if you really want to provide some incentive to people that you hire on and would like to stay for a long period of time, you actually give them a car. Not like, oh, well, we're gonna loan you a car and you can have a car, but no, 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 like really give them a car. And then one day, because not everyone stays, or even some people, well, a lot of people were laid off. Last year, I got laid off. My supervisor got laid off. A lot of people got laid off. And guess what? She couldn't keep the car. What if people actually got to keep the car? Game changer, right? I know. But why is the company so cheap? You know? It's because I'm going to come back full circle. Capitalism. I'm not to say capitalism is inherently evil, but the point of capitalism is to make as much money, much capital as possible. And some companies such as Amazon, Walmart, to name a couple, they do this a lot more than your average company. Oh yeah. President Biden said, he gave a speech while he was talking about Amazon and the prospects of unionizing. Anyways, they're in this, I believe it's Alabama or Georgia, but the employees are looking to unionize. And that's a big deal. Now, some would say unions are, you know, they they freaking clog up the arteries of business and only a capitalism, only a capitalist would say that. You know why? Because it's true. And while I'm not a big fan of bureaucracy, bureaucracy and things that would slow a process down, but this is the thing is why is why is it that a union is bad? Why is it that the socialism is put in a bad light when they stand for good, mostly? I know there's extreme, extreme versions of socialism throughout history that have proved that has failed. I get it. 
Don't get me wrong. But is it like that 100%? No. And now we come back, we're talking about the movie. We're talking about the parallels of today versus yesterday, the 60s, the 70s. All the stuff that went on from then to now. It comes to a head again. And now the country is more far worse off than it was before. And who has been at the reins this whole time? Who has had this control the whole time? It certainly wasn't socialists and people would, there are those that would say otherwise that oh, socialists are quietly at work in the background doing all this stuff, Antifa, BLM, whatever the fuck. Is it true though? I don't know, I can't answer that question. Definitely there is something going on in the background that is exploiting every weakness that we have as a country. Conspiracies aside, there is something going on that we should be aware. But I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you as a matter of fact, this is no conspiracy theory at all, but this is a fact. The government contracts a lot of corporations to do whatever, a lot of things. That's true. That's a fact. So you got to think, if the government is, and this goes back to my analogy about the, the software, the creator creates the software, the government is in charge of this infrastructure and pretty much contract somebody else out um, to manage it to develop it or whatever but that's there that happens that's that's a fact you gotta think why is everything failing people some people would argue with me that no America is great like really is it is it great greater than who greater than what what is the standard that we are judging this greatness by? How free we are as citizens? How much liberty we have? Whether we have to wear a mask or not? Is that it? Ask yourself that. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just asking questions. I'm, I'm a regular guy that wants to know. That's all. I'm curious and inquisitive I want to know the truth but there's a lot of conflicting data there's <laughs> there's a lot of control over the media I don't know some would say that it's it's this party or that party or some shadow organization in the background I think it's all three and then some I believe it's all three and then some. Not inherently one party over the other, but just enough people to get certain things passed through to other people that we don't vote for. This is what we should really be watching out for. Anyways, back to ex exploitation. Why do I feel like I've been exploited? Because that's the truth. I have been exploited at the cost of not paying somebody else a 
better and real wage to do the same job that I was doing anyways. Right? I mean, that makes sense to me. But can you tell corp corporate that? Corporate only wants one thing, and we know this on day one. They want the numbers to be good. What does that mean? That means they would rather pay for all this crap that doesn't work. It, does, it, it takes more time, more resources to learn said crap. We're talking a $500 phone, $500 phone worth of crap rather than pay someone that does the job every day one more dollar an hour. <laughs> I mean, I'd actually ask for more than that, especially if the competition is paying $21 an hour. That's a whole six more dollars than I was getting paid, oh, excuse me, $5.75 more, to be exact. <laughs> they... They couldn't explain to me why. It's like, no, the competition doesn't get paid that. I'm like, I know because one of the guys that I trained and eventually got trained up, decided to jump ship because he wasn't getting paid enough at our company, went to the competition and told me he gets paid $21 an hour. <laughs> you see that? You see how that works? I like to do my research, that's all. I know sometimes I fail in that department, but I've been becoming more increasingly better at it. Doing my homework. If you don't do your homework, you don't have the knowledge, you'll get screwed over. And you might still get screwed over, but at least you know. At least you know that you're worth more than what you're getting paid. That's all I'm saying. So what does this have to do with the movie? What does this have to do with Judas and the Black Messiah, which was, by the way, a great movie. I was sitting there thinking to myself, I want to, I was thinking about watching Coming to America too. I'm like, no, I'm not really feeling it. And then I, I noticed on HBO Max, because it's out right now, you have like one more day to watch it, by the way, before they pull it. The movie came out three weeks ago. Uh, for the first time in theaters and HBO Max at the same time. So they stream the movie for at least three weeks before they pull it. And then I guess they release it again sometime in the future. So thinking that and seeing that tomorrow is the last day, I had probably better watch it. And I actually was avoiding watching it because I was like, ah. you know, watching a period piece is more harder than watching something that's a feel-good movie. And believe me, Judas and the Black Messiah is not a feel-good movie. It isn't. And that's what I appreciate about it. Why did I compare those two with... Why did I compare that with Coming to America too? Because it's, it's another movie with a bunch of black men that has nothing to do with anything except being a fictional piece of entertainment. 
Judas and the Black Messiah is something that actually happened in our history. Did I just learn about? Literally just learned. I didn't know about any of this. They don't teach this stuff in school. Why not, you ask? Why? Why not? There's a lot of things they don't teach in school. And you learn some you learn some more stuff when you go to college, but you know, if you have a good professor, you learn a lot in college. They don't teach you in elementary to high school, whatever. But then there's a lot you do have to research yourself to get a grasp like that American history is dark. A lot of dark shit happened. There's no doubt about it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. <laughs> they truly thought, believed that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a threat to society, etc. Why? Because he believed in their civil rights and freedom? I mean, the only thing I can think of is that these motherfuckers are just prejudiced. They didn't want to see people of color rise out of that control that they so desire to hold on dearly to. There are people like that. Fast forward to today, you think, well, lately you haven't really seen the FBI do much in regards to BLM so much because BLM isn't like well, it doesn't seem like the Black Panthers. Black Panthers are more militant, yes. BLM is more of a peaceful organization than the Black Panther Party. And Tifu on the other side, like I said, I don't know much about them. I'm not going to really talk about them. But here's the thing. Why is it that there are a lot of parallels from back then? today that have not been addressed some have there's been some progress here and there but the same shit's going on black guy gets killed there's a pro there's a protest there's riots and we're back at square one i'm i'm just i'm wondering i'm thinking to myself that you know and all while this is happening by the way our infrastructure is worse than it was back then um, the rich has gotten richer. Corporations have gotten more powerful, bigger, larger. They control a lot more. And what does that have to say for the government? You know, think about it. I mean, I'm just, I'm just putting questions out there. I don't, I don't really. I'm just telling you what I've seen and what I see. I'm not taking sides at this moment in time. I'm just saying that maybe the socialists and not the extreme motherfuckers, but the more progressive 
have a point. They have a valid point about what capitalism has been doing. Think about it. Commercialism. This society and, and thought to be a narcissist. To, to have the nicest stuff ever uh, than anybody. Like, I want to have, you know, nice cars and, you know, nice women and all this stuff. And those are great. Don't get me wrong. I like having a nice car. I'd love to have a nice woman on my side. But at the cost of what? The cost of, you know, destroying the environment, destroying the planet? Because... Oh, you know, think about it. I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking out loud here. I'm like, well, what if, what if the socialists got something going on? Like they, they, obviously, if you think about it, having, wanting everybody to have the same chance to get anywhere in society. I mean, that's a good thing, right? And you can argue capitalists want the same thing. Everybody has the same playing field. I mean, do they really, though? When a person is born in a rich family versus somebody that's born in a poor family, does that person have the same equal chance to get somewhere? No, they don't. But what if that less off person was to have that? What what if that was a thing? It's not a thing. But what if it was? Then you gotta think to yourself, well, why isn't it that we can't make something like that work? I mean, surely there's got to be something. And yes, there are different programs and different organizations, but after last year rock the world, why is it that we have the worst death rate out of anybody, any other country in the world, out of any other first world country? Why is our death rate the highest? I mean, we don't have the most people in our country Besides, like, say, India or China, but our numbers are exponentially higher. And yes, you could argue that countries like China are authoritarian and they can lock it down whenever they want. And they can. The government has that power. I'm sure there's those in our government that would, not, that would want nothing more than the United States to become some sort of authoritarian, whether it's left-leaning or right-leaning. There's crazies on both sides. Extremists or zealots, whatever you want to call them, they exist on both sides. They want nothing more than for the country to either be fascism or a nationalist country that leans in some sort of authoritarian. And we've gotten there little by little, bit by bit, this bill, that bill gets signed into law. Whether it's some kind of incident that happens, we all pay the price. And we all pay the price 
because this stuff happens right under our nose. I mean, just think about it. Think about what goes on behind the closed doors, all the secrets and all these backdoor deals. I'm just thinking out loud, I don't know. Regular concerned person that, you know, while everybody's distracted, all this stuff goes on and our infrastructure gets worse. And then we gotta make new laws and all this stuff because, oh well, this happened and all this stuff and we, we have to make this law because this happened vast, you know, it, it's, in, it's insanity. It's madness. But it is preventable to an extent. There's some things that we probably can't stop from happening, but for the most part, you know, if we act, then yeah, we could do something as, as a, a concern citizens we could do that make your voices known we we make these motherfuckers work for us not the other way around that's how politics is supposed to be they're supposed to be the civil servants not the other way around we're not supposed to be servants of the of the establishment as i hope not Because truth is, we have so many distractions that we don't know what a fire to put out first. We don't. Whether it's the actual fires in California or what president to vote for, and I honestly don't think we have a choice. I think that's already decided a long time ago. And I have my own theory on that. <laughs> Because the powers that be the, don't want to bother. They don't want to disturb the status quo. Because that affects the, that affects the bottom line. That's the capitalism right there. And not to say capitalism is wrong. I think there's a lot that you can do with capitalism. And, but there's also a lot that can go wrong. There's a lot of exploitation that can go wrong. And I, I see, I see why. I see why different organizations like the Black Panthers were against it because they saw, they saw a long time ago that the real threat wasn't just slavery in itself, it was a slavery of people. It didn't matter what color, what race, what creed or belief you had, that inherently Capitalism does one thing to make as much capital as possible. And while I don't think there's anything wrong with making as much money as possible, I think it's inherently wrong to exploit people for it. And companies do it every day. They do it all the time. It's nothing new. In fact, if it wasn't for the socialists back in the day, there would be no minimum wage. Children would still work in factories. I believe those were things, and I gotta do my history, I gotta do my more research on this, but those things were ideas that were proposed by a socialist party back then. So people weren't exploited as much.
because there is a battle. It is the battle between the working man and the owner. Think about it. If this, if the, if the <laughs> I have another podcast about how America being cheap has made China more powerful than ever. That's happening. That's going to happen. Because we wanted cheaper things. At the cost of cheap labor, paying pennies to workers overseas, what we never see in sweatshops. <laughs> That's part of our fault. Look, all I'm saying is that we got to question these things. We can't turn a blind eye and keep saying to ourselves, America's great. When in actuality, it's on fire. More so than ever since I've been alive. I can't think of a time when it's been so worse since I've been here. I can't. We shouldn't live in denial any longer to think that you know, everything is well, everything is not well. We're like the frog that's been sitting in the water and it's starting to boil. Keep that in mind next time. See something that's seemingly spontaneous happen out of nowhere or some law is passed, you lose your liberty based on that. Keep, keep, keep an open mind is all I'm saying. Question everything. Be skeptics of the news, no matter where they lean. Always ask the question. The people that represent you, ask the questions, are they really representing you? Are they representing the people or are they representing themselves? Do they care about you? Do they really, really care about you? We should ask those questions. We shouldn't just blindly trust and, and believe that, oh, well, they're there because God ordained it. No, don't do that. But people will do it. And I hope that people wake up and realize that, you know, Rome is burning. And uh, unless we do something, then, well, they told you so. The ones that got assassinated because they spoke out about the injustice. They told us. They warned us. And anyways, the movie was quite insightful of the retelling of what really happened to 
what happened? It was very, it was really, they did them dirty. They literally killed them in his sleep. Literally. Watch the movie. You know what I'm talking about. And parallels, not nearly as cold-blooded as the things that happen today, but it might as well be. Because there is, regardless of why, but there is, there is social injustice. And we as a country is hurting. Anyways, I'm done. I tell you all this because I care. I speak my mind. Maybe I don't speak it as much as I should, but I was there. I went to one of the rallies and it felt liberating. It also felt really, really charged. There is something wrong, something going on. It doesn't matter why, it doesn't matter what, well, it doesn't matter what, and it doesn't matter why. That's the point. Because if we don't know why and what, then it's just another, another movement that means nothing. Another incitement to a riot or whatever. I mean, you gotta ask yourself why all this stuff's going on now. And if you don't ask, if you don't wonder why, then maybe you just don't care. And there's a lot of people that don't care. And that's why we're here. Because they don't care. Oh, well, such and such was this and that, and we're at the wrong place at the wrong time. People say that stuff. People honestly believe that. They'd rather avoid the conversation altogether and just believe that, well, it was a, some, something else happened. It was a, in their reality, something else happened. It wasn't what really happened. Anyways, keep an open mind. I will see you on the next podcast. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for listening if you've gotten this far. And uh, definitely follow. Um, you're more than welcome to comment if you want to join in the discussion in, uh, with an anchor or wherever social media platform you find us. But yeah, stay safe. Cheers.